Good morning, church. It's good to see everyone this morning. Now, a lot of our uh, folks have had a busy week, you know what I'm saying? How many had any trees or limbs down in your yard? Didn't any of that happen? Yeah, there's a few. So we've had a lot of folks working hard, and we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. And uh, I'm so proud of our forever family and all the good things that's been going on with them and reaching out to people. And, of course, we want to continue to pray for folks that uh, have had damage. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard of any loss of life in our area Uh but I, and I don't know. I mean, that's the Lord taking care of us because, man, there were some some major damages in some places and on some houses. And I look at that and I think, wow, you know, God God protected us in a lot of a lot of ways, you know. Uh, Anthony, come on up here with me. He's going to read our verse here in just a moment, okay? And uh, um, I'll tell you. Uh, I just want to I want to tell you, Anthony, thank you for being willing to read, first of all. And uh, uh, out there in your families, uh, you know, they don't read Scripture up here if they're not reading Scripture inside the house somewhere, right? And so there's that need for us as families, uh, especially it's a good time as school gets started back, whatever shape that happens to be in, to kind of get in a good habit of uh, of rolling there with some habits in the family of reading uh, God's word out loud in our families. It's very, very important. So uh, thank you for that. So we have a great day ahead of us, and we're going to start by uh, uh, having this uh, scripture reading. That this verse uh, means a lot to me, and so uh, I, I just thought it fit our circumstances today. And so, uh, Anthony, would you uh, share the scripture with us, please? This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can, we, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with, with actions and truth. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that very much. John, you mind getting that for me? I love... Uh, I love that verse he says, let at the end of that, let us love in action and in truth. And boy, we saw this week that things can uh, change quickly, right? Uh, Ryan, uh, did, did your week change quickly, brother? You're over in the fellowship. Did your week change, right? Uh, and so, uh, man, a lot of, a lot of uh, schedules got turned upside down, and all of a sudden you just have to respond to what's going on. I want you to uh, uh, see a picture of our team. Uh, this is a good crew here that gathered up, I mean, on a very short uh, notice, and they responded so well to get ready to go out and help people. And uh, let's look at that uh, next uh, slide. Here we got these guys are out working, and uh, you, you notice they didn't let me in there with a chainsaw or anything. That was been dangerous. But somebody said, do you have help? I said, are you kidding? They called from out of state, and I said, are you kidding? This is North Louisiana. The, the men around here, they're just looking for a reason to pull out a chainsaw and do some damage somewhere. You know what I'm saying? That's us. That's our culture. We were able to do 40 houses in three days. 
God bless. Thank you, workers. Yes. Wow. And, uh, and, and most of them did them with a smile on their face. Look, look at these here. There's a, that's, I, I mean, he's lifting it and he's smiling about the thing. I love it when somebody's smiling about work. And there's another one. You don't you love it when people just come and serve with joy? Uh, because have you ever tried to make somebody work and they, they really didn't want to? That's when you don't have any joy, right? You've tried that with your kids. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So, uh, but they did with a smile on the face. And I couldn't be more proud of our forever family coming to the rescue of each other as well as this community. I mean, look at the work going on. Our young folks, our teenagers, adults all out serving God. Love in action. Now, many, many have asked about how to help. One, locally here, if you uh, want to help, uh, just sign up with uh, Beverly. Give her a call. Give the church office a call. We'll line you up to go out on to work. But also, people can give with some donations that will help us. Live stream audience out there, I know many of you can't be or you'd like to be here and help us. Uh, but if you can make a donation to OneKingdom.org, uh, that will help us be able to pass that money on to people who need it, who have lost things, and all over our state, not just here in uh, in our uh, community, but all over the state and really all over the United States as we continue to help people. You know, our guys just got back from working in Iowa, and now all of a sudden turned right around and uh, work here at home. And so that becomes very, very important that we have the support from other people. And I want to thank you ahead of time for that because I've had emails, I've had calls saying, what can we do? We're going to send you something. We're going to, we want to help. And so that means so much. I do think when I look at our circumstances around us, we've had all these things happen within this year. Are you like, I just wish this year would be over. I mean, are you like, can we just like declare that today, instead of the last day of September uh, being uh, September, it could just be the year, you know, like, let's get a new start. Well, I think it's high time that God's people get on the positive side of our circumstances. I think I'm tired, I know I'm tired, of the pandemic, the politics, the protesters, and just the culture in general telling God's people how to live when God himself has already told us how to live, and that is with love in action. Amen. As God's people, we are to make the most of every opportunity. That's what Paul told the young evangelists. And we have opportunities because these things happen. Because of our culture, because of our circumstances. There's opportunities for the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God needs to be go forth mightily with the word of God and the family of God in action, showing people what God is all about. That there's hope in this old world. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm not inviting it. I'm not saying, hey, I'll take it. You know, but I'm not, but I have no fear about that. I have no fear about even what our country's going through, although there are a lot of things that need to change. There's no doubt about it. But I'm telling you, uh, 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 medicine is not the answer to our problems. Politics is not the answer to our problems. Protesting is not the answer to our problems. And I, I'm okay. We have a right to do that in our country. I appreciate that. That's not the answer to our problems. Only God is the answer, real answer, to the problems that we face. Amen. With that in mind, with the phrase love and action in mind, 
First John chapter 3, verse 16, I want to read again. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with action and in truth. Let's break down those verses right there. Just kind of hem in right there on those verses, and we're going to spend the majority of our time right there. The first thing we notice that he says about love and action is that it, is, that it must be self-sacrificing. Now, I hear a lot of times people talk about Jesus as our example. Jesus is our example for this. And, that, and, and, and while that is true in everything we do, when he says he's not talking about Jesus as an example, he's talking about the actual self-sacrificing part of this thing. That Jesus gave himself up for my sins. He wasn't just an example on how to live. He was the atonement for my sins. And I cannot have salvation outside the blood of Christ. So his self-sacrificing is what puts me going from a wrong relationship to God to a right one. Because the blood takes care of my sin and your sin. He is the sacrifice. He is the atonement. He is the reason we have redemption, salvation, grace, mercy, forgiveness. He is the only way that we can be made right with God. Other, other religious groups outside of Christianity may even say Jesus existed. He's a great historical man. He did a lot of good things in life, but they miss it. He is God in the flesh. And he died for my sins. Bloodshed to make me blood kin. And he calls us in this verse to do the same. Look what he says. This is how we know what love is. This is what describes it. Jesus Christ laid down his life and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Now, that doesn't happen very often, right? I mean, how many of us have actually been called to lay down our life to die for somebody? But he says that's the willingness, that's the determination, that has to be the decision that's made inside our hearts. Because Jesus did that for us. I need to be willing to do that for the brothers. It's easy to say I'm willing to do it now when nobody's threatening me. But I have to have that kind of love for the brothers because love in action must be self-sacrificing. Because that's how we know what love is. And if it's not, it's not love. Second thing we see here, he says that love in action must be personal. Look here in the next verse. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Notice that in verse 16, when he talks about lay down our lives, he says, for who? The brothers, plural. It's easy to say we love the world. Matter of fact, we say it all the time right here, and we mean it. We love everybody. 
In other words, anybody, shape, form, or is, is welcome here. It's easy to say we love everybody. It's easy to say we love the world. And that was plural in verse 6. But 17, all of a sudden he starts getting this thing down to what's going to be personal. Because all of a sudden, the next thing he says, it's singular. Look what he says. If anyone has material possession and sees what? His brother. You see a guy, he's a brother. And he's got a need and you have possessions and you can help his need. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I do. That's what we do as God's people. The evidence of love is seen in the action we take with what we have when we see a brother in need. Think of it this way. No action equals no love. We can even be moved in our heart. We can even have pity on a situation. But when we have the ability physically to meet a brother and sister's need and we don't do it, no action no love. And some of, one of some of the biggest lies we tell ourselves is that I really love people and yet walk right by their need and don't do anything about it. In Luke chapter 10, you will remember the story of the Good Samaritan. In Luke chapter 10, there's an expert there in the law. And he's asking what I, what I have to do to have eternal life. And Jesus tells him, you know, love the Lord and with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and you'll live if you do this. And he says, who's my neighbor? And then Jesus tells him this story of the Good Samaritan. And he talks about that this, this man going down from Jerusalem. And he fell into the hands of robbers and thieves. And they stripped him of his clothes. And they beat him, left him half dead. And... And a priest came by going down the same road. When he saw the man, he, he passed by on the other side. And the Levite, when he, when he came to the place, he did the same thing. But a Samaritan who was traveling, in verse 33 says, But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. And he went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him into the inn, took care of him. And the next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. When I return, I'll reimburse you for any and extra expense that you may have. And Jesus says, which one was the neighbor? Well, obviously the Samaritan. Now notice some things about this text. First thing he says in this, he says that he came where he was. He looks and he actually comes to the situation and draws close to it. You can't see people's needs keeping distance from them all the time. Sometimes you just got to walk right out into the middle of where people are in their own life and their own mess and, and, and see the need that they have in order to help them. Now, he came to him, he saw, he looked at the situation and he saw something. He felt something about what he saw. He said he had pity, but still not there yet, right? He bandaged the guy's wounds. Now all of a sudden, he's down here. He's, he's come close. He sees. He's moved. His heart's moved. And now he's laying his physical hands on a man. 
bandaging him up and pouring his oil and wine on the his own expense, his own possessions he's using to try to bring healing to this guy. And he paid money to make sure he was taken care of and promised to pay more when he got back. Now let me ask you something. You think that was love in action? See, he was invested in the situation. Uh, uh, it's what I saw this week when some of our folks went over to people's houses that had trees that, that knocked a hole through the roof. I saw people invest in their life. They went in there and if, if bandaging was needed, they bandaged. If, if cleaning up was needed, they cleaned it up. They sawed down trees. They carried off limbs. They did whatever you have to do to help somebody who's in this dire situation. You see it. They felt. They were moved with pity. Their heart went out to folks and they took action on that at their own expense and their own time and some at their own money. And I couldn't help but think, this one Samaritan... I saw in a whole group of our forever family as they ministered to people in our community. To our own brothers and sisters, as well as people that they didn't even know in this community. Love and action. And I couldn't be more proud of our forever family. It's what sets us apart. Is the fact that we're willing to walk into other people's lives and messes, whether it's a spiritual mess, whether it's a physical mess, and just dive down into their life and bandage and help. And if it costs us something, it costs us. It's okay. God provides and people are healed. What a, what a great, great blessing. You know, at the end of that story, Jesus made one little statement to this guy that was going to have difficult in life. He said, go and do likewise, and you did. And it makes a difference in people's lives. Love in action must be coupled with truth. Look at the next verse. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with action and in truth. I love what Ryan tells our groups as they're going out. That they're not just another humanitarian group. That we want to show people Jesus. We want to give people hope. So when we go out, it's not just that we're helping physically handle somebody or feed somebody or take care of somebody's property. It's more than that. We want them to see who God is. We don't want them to see who we are. It's not about recognizing our church or or one kingdom. It's not about that. It is about recognizing God met their need and bringing them closer to walk with Him. It's giving them hope. It's giving them light. It's giving them uh, a, a place to look to to say there's something greater in life than what they've been experiencing. Love coupled with truth. The truth of who Jesus is. The truth of what He has done. He is the real answer to conflicts and circumstances that we face. Love that is just words, love that is just on the tongue mean nothing. It must be in actions and in truth. The old saying is still true, isn't it, brothers? People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And the circumstances 
of the storm of a pandemic, the storm of politics and protests, the storm of a hurricane, that is just more opportunity for the Watts Ferry Road Church to be a light to the world. My mentor, Bill Smith, told me one time, he said, the light that shines the farthest shines brightest at home. And I saw our light shine these last three days, and I praise God for this church family. Amen. You see, we all have the same threats in life and the same fears. But we don't handle them in the kingdom like people in the world. We're all just one disaster or diagnosis away from losing everything anyway, right? Some of you in this room, you've had the diagnosis that scared you to death. You've had the disasters that tore up your property. You've had the loss of job, the loss of income. You've had things that have taken you in a direction you never planned, never thought you'd be in. And yet God still rescued you in the middle of your tough situation. You see, God never promised that if you follow Jesus, everything will be great and work out for you. Matter of fact, he said, if you follow Jesus, you're going to have some hard times. Some of you are going to have some persecution in life. The world's going to hate you when they see how you live because it'll be a threat to them. And yet you make a commitment to be a disciple of Christ. And you watch God work. Love in action. These would be three good verses to just memorize tonight before you go to bed. And remind us of the challenge of always looking at our circumstances from a positive opportunity to say, what's God have going on here? That he wants to use me in a way to make a difference for the kingdom. God chose you to make a difference in the life of people in this world. And he wants to use us all that way. Love in action. Love in action is evidence of God. Love in action is evidence of Jesus. Love in action is evidence of the Holy Spirit of God. Love in action is evidence of the people of God. Love in action is evidence of discipleship. Love in action is self-sacrificing. It's personal and it's a plea from a rescued people that you can be rescued too by the grace of God. Amen. And how many people... Just even in our area here need rescued. Oh, they don't. I'm not talking about being pulled out of a house that's flooded or one that's caved in. I mean real rescue. They're pulled out of the storms of their life. The same Jesus that lifted his hands over the storms and the winds and the waves and said, Peace be still. His voice still has the power. To steal the storms that you go through. So why wouldn't you want to come to a Jesus that was love in action for you? That's our lesson for you today. Just be reminded of the greatness of what God's done for you.
celebrate the fact that we're in such a good forever family here that when needs arise and storms come through, physical, mental, any other way, emotional, that our, we have people that rise to the occasion to go out and serve. And I'm so grateful that our church is that way. If you want in on a family of God like that, believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and start life all over again. It's called a new birth. His mercies, they're new every morning. For those of us who blow it, and we do, we get to walk with a Savior and a God who has new mercies every day, and I need them every day, right? But if you have something you're struggling with, we've got some folks down here that will pray with you. We'll walk with you because somebody walked with us. And still is. We're a forever family. That's what invitation is all about. It's love in action right here in our building and outside of our building into the homes and families of people in our community. If you have a need, would you come while we stand and while we sing?